All right, guess who's back for another episode of the Gems of History podcast? It's us. It's the hosts. We're back. I'm Jacob Schopp, and joining me as always, I have Mark Steinbrenner. Hey, I'm here too. And Evan Roosh. Hey, how are we doing, everyone? It's been a while for us. This is probably us, the longest been, in between yeah. recordings we've ever gone. I think so. Yeah. For I, you guys, it's only been a week, but I for... Hope. I hope we still got it. Yeah, we'll see. We This might just crash and burn, but you never yeah. know. That's kind of why I think going into every recording. Yeah. Like, <laughs> might just crash, especially with the old laptop. It was like, we might actually crash and burn <laughs> in this basement. Start smoking, yeah. How have you guys been? Pretty good. My uh, brother and sister-in-law just had a baby today. Congrats. Oh, so we're uh, pretty excited in my family. That's awesome. Amazing. And Evan, uh, you you kind of got a baby. Yeah, you kind of got a little kid. I'm also a father now, so (laughs) happy to announce uh, the adoption did go through. So I'm now a proud girl dad of a lovely little lab retriever puppy. Nice. She is pretty adorable. I know. And as soon as she met Jacob, she had a little tinkle. (laughs) Well, I guess I just got her too excited. Yeah. (laughs) You just have that effect on dogs. So, yeah, if you you hear some barking in the background, that's probably her upstairs. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see pictures of all of our dogs, just check out our social medias because we all are dog owners and they're the best boys and girls. Absolutely. It's pretty cool to see those uh, photos you posted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, dogs. All right, all right. We, already did, we already did 45 minutes about dogs last week. We all can right, move on. All right, all right. We're not bringing that up again until we're on the moose topic. <laughs> then, then, then we can talk dogs again. So, yeah, we uh, took a little break in between recordings. We recorded ahead. I took a little trip to Colorado and Arizona. How was that? Oh, it was it was really fun. It was We had to pack a lot and do a, a week of time, but, I mean, we made it work. Yeah. And, but we took like a whole day to travel in the middle of the week from Colorado to Arizona. Me and four of my friends, we all went there, flew into Colorado, drove middle of the week to Arizona, stopped at the Grand Canyon on the way. But it was a blast. So from coldest temp to hottest temp over the whole trip, how cold were you at one point and how hot did it get? Uh, Colorado probably got down into the low 20s at night yeah. on some nights. Like we were hot tubbing in the snow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And... Uh, hottest temp in arizona it was at least 100 like every day pretty much what? during the like heat of the day what a shift for I, your it, body my, yeah. yeah my body was like what is happening <laughs> i honestly can't believe you're not sunburnt like crazy. i literally laid out by the pool in arizona for like an hour and d- just did not tan unscathed. at all yeah i was oh, okay. I just like am as white as when i left that basically. is true like yeah. you do not look tan I'm like, I, this is a ripoff like, i want my money back <laughs> right. you just go to the state of arizona like i need my money back yeah your sun does not hit as like it does in wisconsin so right. this might be pretty white trash but i think i've uh cracked the code instead of driving all the way to the beach to like tan because you know you're by the water you just seem to tan better if you lay out on your uh, black top driveway, <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten some killer tans lately, so that's that's the way I'm going. Are you just up. laying straight on, or you no, like put a no, towel? I have like out? a cot. Oh, My dad okay. bought these cot, uh, the like four cots for a tent that we never use. I'm like, I gotta break these things in. Get so. some use out of those. Yeah, bad I just boys. put it right on the black top, and in an hour, I'm looking great. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, we uh we went to Garden of the Gods and the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. So that was really cool to see that. And then uh, my buddy Nate had some family down in Arizona, so we visited some of them. His cousin took us out to a spot in the desert, and he brought his guns with him. So we shot some of those. That was pretty fun. Yeah. But yeah, overall a good time. 
Missed Glenn, you guys, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it felt I like know. you were gone for a while. I know. It felt like I was gone for a while. So yeah. No, I haven't spoken into a microphone in so long. I missed it. There, well, we're back and better than ever, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like a spiritual awakening when you were in Colorado and or Arizona? No, I got a head oh. cold, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so oh, there's so that. No. Still kind of dealing with that. So if I sound a little congested, that's probably why. But yeah, so I hope everyone who's listening out there has been doing well, hanging in there and enjoying, hopefully, some warmer weather wherever you are in the country. It's starting to warm up in Wisconsin again. So. Yeah, it yeah, sure is. What was it, like 85 today? Yeah. I know. Now so. it's, uh, I just sweat like crazy for the next three, <laughs> four months. I'm always so excited for summer. Like, yes, yeah, warm weather. Then I step outside. It's like, oh, and I'm wet. <laughs> and you talk about how you notoriously get sunburned very easily. So, Oh, yeah. Like, I... I'll spend like a half hour just with my shirt off and I'll be just burnt, burnt. It's the worst. I have no idea. Like I use sunscreen constantly also. It's just, you know, the sun finds a way. I guess he's got it out for you. I know. It's my beautiful Irish complexion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hope you guys missed trivia a little bit because that's what we're starting off with as usual so mark since it is your day to lead us in a topic i'll let you start us off all right i'm happy to do so but you gotta stick with me here it's kind of a long trivia question at least comparatively to what we usually do so three of the four following events took place in 1985 which one actually happened in 1982 so here are the four trying uh you know, keep three up. years earlier. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really got to know your history. <laughs> a lot of yeah, a lot of room for error. And, and these are these are all over the place. So you either know or you don't. Here we go. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev became the leader of the Soviet Union. Pete Rose broke Ty Cobb's record of four thousand one hundred ninety-one career hits. Coca-Cola replaced its formula to create a new Coke. Britain and Argentina fought a war over the Falkland Islands. So the, the, I, I just listed four things. Which one actually happened in 1982 while the other three happened in 1985? Uh, it's I, tough. I, I think 82 is when Ty Cobb, the what was it again? Like Ty Cobb broke. Broke. Hits record. Uh, no, hits Pete Rose record. broke oh, Pete Ty Rose. Cobb's record. I think that was 82 because I want to say it was the same year as the Brewers World Series, which was World Series appearance, which was in 82. So I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay, Jacob? Um, I was feeling the Coca-Cola one, so that's going to be what I'm going with. Wow, both pretty good guesses, but Mm. it's actually Britain and Argentina fighting a war over the Falkland Islands was in 1982. The other three I mentioned have been 1985. Well, cheers. We're back. back. Welcome back. We are terrible at trivia still. Yep. (laughs) There was a lot going on in that question, but, you know, it's fun. Wasn't that crazy? All right, Ev, you want to go next? Sure. Mine's also a little bit longer, so bear with me. Oh. In 1140, King Conrad III was laying siege to Weisenberg, a city located in southwest Germany. Back then, Weisenberg was part of the Holy Roman Empire. Before ordering the final assault, Conrad decided to spare the lives of all the women in the city. He allowed them to leave with whatever they could carry on their shoulders. So, for you two, what did the women carry on their shoulders? Was it A, all their jewelry, B, the town pale, C, their husbands, 
or D, one sheep per woman? Well, they definitely would have left their husbands behind, I so waiting, I know it's not. I was ch- waiting for you to say children. Yeah, I thought, but... he, I thought he would have said children, too. What, what was B, the town pale? The town pale. It's obscure. Like so... as in a bucket? Or yeah. Like... Okay. Like you remember uh, the wackiest wars of history? Yeah. Remember that whole pale yeah. incident? Yeah. I just haven't heard a bucket called a pale in a while. Um, I'm thinking the. Sh- oh, the I was la- gonna go sheep. Yeah, yeah I was gonna I was go sheep, sheep as well. Too. Guys, both going sheep. Yeah, I, I am going. Go sheep. down together. Yeah. So the women left behind all their possessions and came out carrying their husbands. Ooh, you know. When oh sorry, go ahead. No, I mean that's respectable, I guess. I just, but I just, um, I just thought honestly, I thought. I guess the husbands weren't terrible. So they just yeah. were like, well, I, I guess, guess we can good. bring you along. Or like on their on the way out, like they just hopped on the woman's backs. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not even my husband. <laughs> I've never seen this man in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little background or kind of continuing the story. When Conrad, when King Conrad saw this, all he could do was laugh and accept their clever subterfuge. Conrad remarked that a king should always keep his word. Good on them. Yeah, interesting. And that came, I should give credit where credit's due, uh, that came from an Instagram account called History Cool Kids. Like us. Yeah. We're the coolest kids. <laughs> men. We're men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Merman. <laughs> this SpongeBob episode where he wants an adult-sized Krabby Patty and Mermaid Man won't let him have one because he's just a boy. Okay. Yep. I just saw something that the secret ingredient to the Krabby Patty is crab. Really? And that's why there's there's one scene in SpongeBob where if you slow it down, uh, Mr. Krabs actually is eating a Krabby Patty and he goes, so that's what I taste like. And then apparently the crusty crab, like the building, looks just like the same oh, shape uh, as a crab trap. yeah thing. And then Plankton is the one who knows... Which is why Mr. Krabs, like, one, won't let anyone know the secret because it's basically, like, cannibalism for him. And why he's trying to always stop Plankton from letting people know or steal it. Interesting. Yep. Wow, that doesn't explain why his daughter's a whale, but... I feel you self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it no. is. Oh, oh. I always thought the secret ingredient was love. Maybe it is. It always is. Anyway, I, I, I saw one person come up with this theory, so I, I don't know. That's well, so dark. <laughs> it is. All right, well, that kind of leads into my trivia question, because mine's nautically themed. So, how small of a hole can a 600-pound octopus fit through? A, bowling ball size, B, baseball size, C, quarter size, or D, two foot by two foot? I mean, bowling ball sounds... Wait, you mean like the finger holes on a bowling ball or the bowling ball itself? No, like the bowling ball yeah, itself. Yeah, that, that okay. sounds the most realistic, but yeah. that means it can't be that one. Hmm. That is a tough one because I'm pretty sure octop- octopi? I don't know. Don't really have any bones, so like they can fit in like anywhere. It's a big sack of jelly. Pretty much, with some suckers on them. Yeah. What was the first one? With the bowling ball. It was bowling ball, baseball, quarter, or two foot by two foot. I'm going baseball. Mm, two foot by two, two foot by That's two big. foot. That's big, though. How big is the octopus? <laughs> Six hundred pounds. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stick with mine. Okay. 
A 600-pound octopus can fit through a quarter-sized hole. I knew it was going to be even smaller. I just knew it. So there's a video that you can look up where it's like, if you just type in like, huge octopus fits through tiny hole, uh, it it sounds really (laughs) weird, but... If you if you just look that up, it's like the first Google. This result. site is blocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a an octopus on a ship that just like squeezes through this little hole to get back into the water, but apparently they can fit through any size hole as long as their beak can fit through because that's the only solid part of their body. Otherwise, they can just squish themselves through anything else. So, it's pretty freaky. That's wild. It's pretty freaky to watch. Yeah, I'm but, gonna. I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. The and, sea is so weird. And they're super smart. So that's why, like, in aquariums and stuff, they have to really, like, keep it locked down. Otherwise, they'll get out because they're so, like, they watch patterns of the people that watch them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, they come and go at this time. So I could try and sneak out at this time. It's kind of crazy. Honestly, the ocean, I think a lot of us grew with this, is, like, the scariest oh, place. Oh, it's terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys see the pictures? There was, like, this demon fish that washed up on shore. They kind of looked like the yeah. Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. um, like, angler with fish. With the light, yeah. No, but those things are terrifying. Yeah, washed up on shore. It's just the it's scariest disgusting. image I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I was listening to a, a different podcast, and they were talking about the Kraken, like, the myth of the Kraken. And they're like, well, it's pro- it was probably just a giant squid, but back in the day, it was probably just larger than it is now. And there's like actually stories of like giant squid taking down shit like boats and like flipping them and stuff like that. It's just terrifying. Like anything that can grow up to like sixty feet long and can do that to your boat, I'm good without running into. I watched so many pretty crappy, mind you, YouTube videos about it, but like talking about giant anacondas that used to exist that were you know ginormous almost like they're like these godzilla like creatures mm-hmm. that they say used to roam the earth and thank goodness uh nothing actually exists like that today that is pretty nuts well we went to the uh it was like the nature and science museum in denver when we were down there because it was the weather was pretty bad so we tried to do indoor stuff instead and uh they had this chart it was showing like how big stuff was back in the day like four thousand years ago or whatever and sloths were like eight feet tall. Like, can you imagine running into an eight foot tall sloth? That would be, That'd be like so weird. Wow. But yeah, it just shows how much things have actually changed since way back in the day. Sure. So, and they had dinosaur bones. So, always cool. That'd be. I'm. I love dinosaurs. It'd be so sick just to go on a quick safari to prehistoric times and just look. Why do that? Just bring them back with uh, the DNA. Yeah. Again, looking at you, Elon. There's a there's a guy, like an older guy that was, I don't know if he volunteered there, if he actually was hired there, but he was like walking around the dinosaur exhibit and he would just go up to anyone who would listen and be like, oh, you know, well, it w- Jurassic Park actually should have been called Crustaceous Park because they weren't actually alive in the Jurassic period. And I'm just like, you're, you're like assaulting you're- my mind right now and I don't like it. <laughs> you're reading into this way too much. Yeah. Dude. That guy actually has no affiliation with the with the it museum. He's seemed, just some guy. It, it kind of just seemed like like he would just like walk up and like sit down on one of like the edges of the exhibit and just be like, hey, you want to come over here and listen to me? And like he, he doesn't know I'm what I'm just going to wander away. <laughs> he doesn't know one of the movies. Chris Pratt outruns a volcano explosion. Guns <laughs> 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 tone it down, dude. Oh, yeah. Good times. Oh good times. God, that's right. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, what do you got for us today? Well, first, before I start my topic, do you do you want one or two? Uh, two. Okay. Then, Evan, you get number one. This will matter for later. 
We're going to have you guys read something later on. We're having a lot of like script readings. Lately. Yeah, and it's pretty short, but it just, I don't know, it no, sounded I, I fun like to it. me. Yeah. yeah, so you guys can get into character. Now you are playing the same character, but you got to both try and see how in distress you can be. Do you want to sound like me, or should I try and sound like you? <laughs> mm, you can try to sound like me. Oh, boy. I, I, was, I was kind of afraid you'd say that. <laughs> Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. By the like, way, I don't think I can do. Like, I'm not good at impressions. So. Me either. And I'm super congested, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Honestly, I think my voice is just naturally nasally, so I think you might have a pretty good chance. Just talk like this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately offended. <laughs> so can you, can you guess who uh, we're thanking and giving credit to for source material today? Huh. Does it rhyme with? Nuzfeed bun solved. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, Buzzfeed unsolved. Man, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. But uh, shouting them out. Heck yeah. Bun solved. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I put myself on the spot for that one. Yep. So still got it. Still got it. And <laughs> never lost it. We're gonna be talking about something that we used to actually talk about. I feel like a lot in grade school, and that's the Bermuda Triangle. Nice. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty neat. Now, we're going to talk about some of the stuff going on there, but you guys are not ready for where I'm going to go with this. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember in grade school when we used to talk about buying a plane and like flying there? That was like a big goal of ours. <laughs> yeah. It was like on our bucket list. I know. For like two straight years, I think we talked about that. I know. Don't never say never. Might still I, make it we happen. could still do that. You can get your pilot license real quick. We'll I, check it out. I think you are probably. Oh, oh no, I got to do that. All right. <laughs> well, the Bermuda Triangle is an area of the Atlantic Ocean roughly encompassing the area between Miami, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda. It is estimated to cover between 500,000 and 1 million square miles. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. I've heard if you fly through there, you, you pick that up on your transmission. <laughs> <laughs> they all get lost because they're all just so like, into it. Yeah. <laughs> So you were in Miami. Did you have any experiences with the Bermuda Triangle personally? I'm sworn to secrecy. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what you know, Steinbrenner. Honestly, hot under these lights, isn't it, Steinbrenner? (laughs) Actually, I'm quite comfortable. (laughs) The term Bermuda Triangle didn't come into use until 1964 when it was coined by Vincent Gatos for a cover story by Ergasy Magazine. It was used to describe an area where there appeared to be a curiously large number of disappearances of ships and planes. According to Time magazine, between 1946 and 1991, there were over 100 disappearances of ships and planes in the Bermuda Triangle. Here are a few particularly curious incidents that occurred in the Bermuda Triangle. The first alleged account was made by none other than Christopher Columbus. Not John White, I know. Ah. Uh, really, well, we honestly. can't rely on him but, or anything. But so. another historical scrub, Christopher Columbus. True, true. No denying that. <laughs> <laughs> During his famous journey to discover America, while in the Bermuda Triangle, Columbus and his crew noted a variety of strange occurrences, such as the ship's compass malfunctioning. They saw mysterious lights over the water, and the sea was rougher than it had been the rest of the voyage. He even at one point supposedly saw a fireball fly through the sky and crash into the sea. Now, when I read that, I was like, oh, so like a meteor? But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they wrote it like, or they was, you know, came out as like, oh, it's fireball. And it was like from Jesus himself. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, okay. Well, but, at the, 
because I've heard of that before, but isn't there like some explanation about there's like a large, larger concentration of like gases underneath the water there or something that could have caused it? A number of things actually okay. that they attribute some of these phenomenon to, but okay. when we are going to cover some okay. of that. But, but uh, you're on the right track. Can you imagine being on that ship to the new world and just seeing a GD fireball? Like, all right, why are we why are we doing this? Are you sure this was a good idea? And they were looking for India at the time. It's like, oh wow, India's lit, literally, mm-hmm. literally. Hey, when we're back, <laughs> <laughs> that's what people tune in for. Let's be real. Yes, or uh, tune out at. I don't know. I told. I, t- I wish I remembered what I said, but I told my boss like a dad joke at work today. And he just looked at me, he's like, you've been gone for too long, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) That's what time with the boys will do. (laughs) I know, I was like, I think I've just been spending too much time with my friends, honestly. (laughs) On March 4th, 1918, the USS Cyclops, one of the Navy's largest fuel ships at the time, disappeared somewhere north of Barbados. One of the more unnerving details is that the captain never sent out a distress signal, and nobody aboard answered any of the calls from the hundreds of ships that were reportedly in the same general area. The USS Cyclops seemingly just drifted out of existence. On December 28, 1948, a Douglas, Dakota DC-3 airplane carrying 26 people disappeared 50 miles from its destination in Florida. After the flight sent out its final radio call to indicate its nearby position, it was never heard from again. In October 1951, a ship called the Southern Districts disappeared after being seen near the Bermuda Triangle. Four years later, in 1955, the only piece of evidence regarding the ship's whereabouts was discovered on the Florida coast, a life preserver bearing the missing ship's name. On December 22, 1967, a 23-foot cabin cruiser called the Witchcraft... I mean, they just set themselves up for failure here. I mean. Built to be essentially... Don't say it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm having know. flashbacks. <laughs> like, where have I heard of this porn before? Disappeared along with its two passengers, one whom was named Dan Burak, who was an experienced sailor. Well, oh, did I say Austin Keys? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> or you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the witchcraft had a flotation device in the hull that should have allowed part of the ship to remain afloat, even if the boat was filled with water. About a mile out from Miami Beach, Barack called the Coast Guard after hitting something in the water and requested to be towed back to shore. Barack was reportedly calm in the call and did not say anything to indicate that his boat was sinking. However, when the Coast Guard arrived, Barack, his passenger, and the witchcraft were nowhere to be found and were never seen again. Many are curious how two men aboard what was thought to be an unsinkable ship, equipped with life preservers, flotation cushions, and flares, could go missing and they were only a mile offshore yeah so they literally like just like 20 minutes out and they're like yeah we hit something All yeah right, apparently dude. calmly yeah <laughs> and then they just disappeared again this it's weird because if the coaster could go check it out you would assume the weather wasn't atrocious yeah mm-hmm. and then the boat is supposedly now unlike this isn't like the titanic right where like it never should have sunk like it did this this wasn't saying that the boat would have been fine it's just saying it never should have you know like sunk sunk, yeah yeah Yeah, and like you said like they didn't find anything no nothing just a mile offshore like that's insane the only thing i was thinking of was 
okay, maybe they rectified it or something, and then they just didn't wait up for the Coast Guard. But they were never heard from they either. They just went yeah. off the grid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Just I guess you never know. The final encounter we are going to cover is arguably one of the most famous Bermuda Triangle-related stories. The story of Flight 19. Have you guys heard of that one? Yeah, I I briefly mentioned it in our Men in Black episodes. Just oh, did like, you? Yeah, that was like a big like interest of Albert Bender's. That's why he kind of oh, got into UFO sure. stuff. Yeah, so. yeah I, like, I know the name, like Flight 19, but I've never really dug into anything. So I'm super interested to learn now. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. On December 5th, 1945, five... There's a lot of these that seem to be in December. That's kind of, there's like yeah. a couple at least. Yeah. I think yeah, one, one of the other ones is in like the December. The one before this. Uh, three of them already. Just <laughs> so, out of what, five? Uh, yeah, whatever I got here. Bad against yeah, 60%. Yeah, yeah, man. You already don't want to go in the Bermuda Triangle, but do not go in December. <laughs> yeah. All you like snowbirds that go down there, be careful. <laughs> yeah. So December 1945, five military TBM Avenger torpedo bombers departed Fort Lauderdale, Florida at roughly 2.10 p.m. on a routine training mission. Reports say that the planes had been checked before the mission and the weather was supposed to be favorable. Notably, the durability of the TBM Avengers led them to be nicknamed Iron Birds on account of their rugged design and propensity for holding up in battle. I think the big takeaway, it's sorry to interrupt, is just like stop saying that things are unsinkable, unshoot downable, <laughs> on like just leave some room for air. Be like, this thing's average. I don't think it's horse poop. I think they do that after it's happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then they're made of metal, so you can't knock on wood while you're inside anymore. He's just like, well, I guess we're just going to go with it. <laughs> That's why they're going down. Yeah. No one brought wood to can't knock, knock on. knock on wood. It's oh, like, oh, I forgot my plank of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, like, eject, like, a seat, like, button, it's just, like, <laughs> pop out wood to yeah. knock on button. It's like a glass case that opens just so you can knock yep. on a plank of wood. Uh. <laughs> just I'm picturing a pilot, like, smashing this thing of glass and quickly, <laughs> doop. Grabbing, and like, then... grabbing, like, an axe out of a glass case <laughs> just smashing it. And then plank from Edda and Eddie is just there. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. The five TBM Avenger airplanes carried 14 men, led by instructor Lieutenant Charles Taylor. Shortly after completing their training mission, Lieutenant Taylor got lost in the area known as the Bermuda Triangle. Since they were not equipped with GPS at the time, Taylor and his pilots relied on compasses, both of which were malfunctioning. An emergency transmission sent by one of the pilots was picked up by a control tower. Evan, would you care to tell us, are you number one? I am. All right, let's see what he, what his transmission said. We can't find west. Everything is wrong. We can't be sure of any direction. Everything looks strange. Even the ocean. That oh. was my best in distress voice. But... <laughs> you really sounded under pressure in that one. <laughs> the report coming not... from that was like, honestly, he sounded pretty fine. He sounds okay, honestly. I think he might just be like tr- testing it out. Yeah. Oh, what's this in fine print? Oh, it's all right. I got my plank of wood. We're good. <laughs> About 20 minutes later, the pilot sent Flight 19's last transmission. His voice distressed. We can't make out anything. We think we may be about 225 miles northeast of base. It looks like we're entering Whitewater. We're completely lost. Oh, that was distressful. I'm stressed. <laughs> I am. Oh, oh wow. I'm stressed for the rest <laughs> of this episode. I got chills. Like, we're going down. <laughs> Had to break up my voice acting chops, you know? Yeah, yeah. Several minutes after the last transmission... A PBM Mariner 
flying boat took off on a rescue mission. A flying boat? Yeah, it's like, you know, like an airplane, but also a boat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I was imagining, like... <laughs> it's like, like a flying Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> like a magic carpet, but it's a boat. <laughs> if that can't save them, nothing was going to. That thing could have helped Gilligan's Island get off of that island if they had a flying boat. This is true. This is... I. This whole thing is weird, but I think this next line is what really makes people think about Flight 19 is like, what the heck is going on? That boat, the one that went to rescue them, would radio the tower once before also vanishing. So all of those bombers disappeared. All of them. There's five, five of them. Yep. yep. Gone. And then the rescue uh, boat, or flying boat, <laughs> disappears also. The Flying Dutchman? The Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman also went undersea. So, pretty weird. <laughs> and they were all you, unsinkable ships. That, and... I was thinking about what is the flying dish with the sock. Yeah. <laughs> um, did they mention anything about like them talking about missing time or anything like that? Did uh, you hear about that at all? Like uh, how they were saying like they were they were in a different time. Yeah. Well, yeah. like they like said like they should have traveled like. Yeah, that's gonna certain... come up in a different yeah. aspect. Not necessarily the same story, but it's coming up for that something. That stuff's so weird to me. Yeah. After a widespread search attempt failed, the Navy's final report of the incident allegedly concludes, "quote We are not even able to make a good guess as to what happened." Now we're gonna dive into some of the theories as to what the Bermuda Triangle actually is. The first theory is that the Bermuda Triangle is simply a naturally dangerous place for sailing, as most hurricanes and other tropical storms in the Atlantic pass through the Bermuda Triangle. Storms and unpredictable at- atmospherics can cause phenomenon such as water spouts, and the Bermuda Triangle has some of the deepest underwater trenches, thus wreckage could have potentially fallen far beneath the Earth's surface or the ocean's surface. So, yeah, maybe, you're not not, maybe you're not going to find it. Not that. It's way too boring. It, oh, it can't be that. Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. just kind of. Yeah, what, what? They just fell in a really deep hole. Yeah. Like, sick. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lastly, get your logic out of my face, Steinbrenner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna ramp this up. So <laughs> just enjoy yourself. Scientific research seems to show that there is no evidence that disappearances happen more frequently in the Bermuda Triangle than any other part of the ocean. That sounds like some bull to me. Because why do we talk about it otherwise? But. I don't that's know. What, that's what they say. The second hmm. theory is that the Bermuda Triangle is home to a magnetic phenomenon. This, Jacob maybe was kind of alluding to, I don't know if this is what you're talking about before. Yeah, I've heard of this, yeah. yeah. It's been proven to be a place where true north and magnetic north line up. Yeah. Some research indicates that this may affect compass readings. Some science also indicates that the lightning may further affect or intensify the magnetic fields in the area which could account for compass, electrical machinery failures, and also the radio interference. Even the rare phenomenon of ball lightning may also form such electrical storms, accounting for the strange light that Christopher Columbus and his crew and some other Bermuda Triangle accounts may have seen. What is ball lightning? It's legit like a ball of lightning. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. It's a I, very literal name. You can, <laughs> you can look it up, obviously, on Google Images, but... Uh, 
Yeah, there's a lot of contention on like whether ball lightning actually exists. That like so many people have claimed to see it, but there's not really like a really solid scientific oh, okay. like study done for it. But well, no, I'm glad you said that because I saw photos of it. But now that you say that, I have no idea if that was real. Yeah, so, I've, I've watched like YouTube videos claiming to be ball lightning, but a lot of people say like it's easy to put in a video effect to make it look like that. So oh, I don't know if okay. it's actually real. It might be. It very well could be. It seems like something that could like theoretically happen but i honestly hope it's real because this looks sick it's pretty cool that said though it, it there's also... a Yu-Gi-Oh card for it love that <laughs> love that for us <laughs> you see that uh yugioh thing i sent you guys with the guy in his pants were just Yu-Gi-Oh like this guy is tripping <laughs> uh, it's so funny but yeah there's another thing where I don't remember what it's called. I think like magnetic clouds or something like that. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have heard of that. Yep. So basically the idea for that is there's a high magnetic energy in the air. And so basically a plane will fly through a cloud and they'll think like I'm flying through this cloud like a normal one and I'll come out on the other side. But the cloud will actually like cling to the plane and travel with it. So it looks like they're in a cloud for way longer than they should be. And then by the time they get out, they're like, well, I've traveled so much further than I should have in like a different amount of time than I should have. And that's why they think something weird happened. Wow. Fascinating. And like we there's no science between that, like proves either of these. Well, I mean, they have or science for the high magnetic fields or like yeah. activity. But yeah, I was just talking about like the ball lightning and the magnetic clouds. Like last that I like looked into ball lightning, I don't think it was like hundred percent proven. But I'm pretty sure like the magnetic cloud thing is actually something that happens every once in a while. So interesting. But I'm yeah. sure they can't really test it because people are like, uh, "No, we're yeah. good." Everyone that's uh, <laughs> okay. They tried getting a pilot to do that. Yeah. So weird stuff well i hope you guys have enjoyed or enjoyed the more tame theories because now i'm gonna get into the more probable ones hold on let me just strap in (laughs) yeah the third and more likely theory is that those lost in the bermuda triangle are actually now residents on the legendary lost civilization of atlantis yes let's go atlantis was written about by plato and was supposedly an ancient naval power but according to legend the entire empire disappeared into the sea in just one day in the 1970s a writer named charles burlitz hypothesized that the entire city of atlantis atlantis was actually victim of the bermuda triangle and now resides and thrives under the sea within the triangle bounds i love that atlantis is like one of my favorite myths legends things like i think it's so interesting yeah well, and there's so many theories on why they disappeared, too. Like, people say, oh, it happened on accident. Or, like, some people will say they just got sick of everyone on land and were like, we're going to go in the ocean because we're sick of all you people. Yep. Peace. So. And I know what you're thinking, Mark. This is ridiculous. But hold on. He justifies why there's so much issues with people flying through there. Get this. Burlitz theorized that the technology and weaponry of Atlantis was so advanced that it continues to contribute to the mysterious sinking of ships and planes. Some believe that which is lost in the Bermuda Triangle continues to exist in Atlantis beneath the sea. I honestly hope it's that one, because that just means people are chilling in Atlantis. Right. But that's why, uh, that's why they disappeared, apparently, is because they got so advanced that they were sick of everyone else, and they're 
we're going to do our own thing underwater because we have the technology to do that. It's basically like the Wakanda of the sea. Basically, yeah. yeah. So that'd be cool. I mean, they should come visit sometimes, but. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they've seen the Atlantis movie by Pixar. Or Aquaman. I hope they haven't seen that I one. I hope not, because <laughs> then they probably come back and not for good reasons. <laughs> they just invade the Earth because of that. <laughs> we saw that movie, and it was atrocious. And we are pissed. <laughs> one of the guys who sick just had a copy of that. On the- <laughs> with- Someone thought it was so bad that they threw it in the water, and then it somehow got to them. <laughs> oh, my God. The fourth theory is that the Bermuda Triangle is actually a gateway to another universe, or in scientific terms, a black hole of sorts. Some say this would account for the fact that travel times through the region are unpredictable, with some flights getting to their destination faster than usual. In the 1970s, pilot Bruce Gernon testified that he had escaped an incident in the Bermuda Triangle, which he described as an electric fog. His plane was submerged in a gray haze, and his compasses failed. He flew blindly for three minutes before his radio informed him he was flying over Miami. When he looked down at his watch, 40 minutes had passed, but he had traveled a distance comparable to 90 minutes of flight. Yeah, so that's wow. where like that missing time yeah. stuff like that comes in, which is super weird to me. I, that That's a huge alien abduction thing, is people will say that that's proof that they got abducted is they'll say they went outside to look at something at 9 30 at night or whatever and then they wake up and six hours had passed or something like that mm-hmm. so it's just weird and one of the most famous ones that i know of is an incident called rendlesham forest which was like a u.s military base over in the uk and there's two guys that went into the forest to look at this light that they said they saw and they thought they were only in there for like 10 15 minutes and they came back and the guys who were waiting at the jeep were like you guys were gone for like 45 minutes so it's weird stuff that's super weird that is super weird don't like it well time flies when you're having fun maybe they were just like having a grand (laughs) whole time like that's where the that's where the (laughs) saying came from Makes me think no, it's not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say really into the mic, so it doesn't count. I just kind of did like the dog, like, huh? Huh? Makes me think of the rare funny SNL skit where they get abducted <laughs> wow, by aliens. Wow, roasted! <laughs> hey, come on, let's be real. SNL's not funny anymore. <laughs> Honestly, it hasn't been fun since like Chris Farley, R.I.P. But uh, yeah, they do a really funny skit on there with those alien abductions. <laughs> oh, yeah, with with uh, yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so Two of them are talking like, then I felt like I was seen by God or something. And then That she's... is not what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. See, I went in there and they're batting around in my knockers. Yeah. <laughs> those are fantastic. Ryan Gosling like, can't keep it together. <laughs> right. That actually adds to it. That's though. the best part about SNL skits is when they break down like halfway through. Yeah. Also in the 1970s, an unconventional Canadian scientist, John Hutchinson, found in his work that electromagnetic fields can interfere with each other, and when such a phenomenon occurred, amazing things could happen, including making metals glow, change form, or become disfigured. Some theorize that this effect could conceivably create a wormhole. How do they get to that? I don't know. Unconventional, you say? (laughs) Yeah. What's the difference between a wormhole and a black hole? So, I just assume that you guys know the ins and outs of uh, theoretical <laughs> physics. I don't know, Mark. You might want to. 
I have theories, but that's all anyone has. Yeah. The science of even black holes, despite what people want to say that they know, is very much unknown. So people say that black holes and wormholes could be one and the same. Right, right, right. Because some people say that you'll enter a black hole and pretty much dematerialize and then rematerialize on the way back out in a different like dimension or plane of existence or whatever you want to call it. And then technically you're a different person because you dematerialized. Yeah, so wormholes are more so a transporter, and mm-hmm. black holes are Jason Statham. like yeah. It, it would almost be like a black hole is an example of what could be a wormhole, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's there's <laughs> it's such a yeah, it's such a broad t- yeah. Like, it's it's but, it's hard to put into words a lot of this stuff, especially for yeah. <laughs> three guys. Yeah, who have yeah. No <laughs> scientific degree. Let me just call uh, my good my good friend Neil deGrasse Tyson. Really he, yeah, he could probably tell you. I would say one of the main reasons people think that, that this last bit I said is so stupid is black holes are known to have like insane amount of energy. So if there was one just sitting in the Bermuda Triangle, uh, likely would have found out by now. Yeah. That's the one kicker there. But, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. Yeah, and that's that goes back to uh, the question that I asked like uh, two episodes ago, I think, where it was like the Kardashev scale based on like how much energy we could harness. Yeah, like, or negative of, energy. Yeah, one of like the higher tiers is like harnessing black hole energy to use for like whatever you need. And that's oh, yeah, what stuff was that in? At like level four or something like well, that. Well, we got so. one in our own backyard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right there. Just, We're not even at hey, level one yet. Yeah. Hey, drill, baby, drill. <laughs> the fifth and final theory is the one we've all been waiting for, I'm sure. And that's that those responsible for the disappearances within the Bermuda Triangle are extraterrestrials. Absolutely. Abduction by aliens would explain sudden and absolute disappearances. Some claim that there is a secret U.S. Navy base in the Bahamas linked to aquatic alien activity referred to as Underwater Area 51. Whoa. That's just the least amount of creativity I've ever heard in my life. Well, those uh, supposed Navy leaked videos that came out two years ago or a year ago, whenever that was, apparently talked about that the the Tic Tac UFO or whatever they want to call it came out of the water. So, I mean, there's some... From Atlantis. There's a lot of of people that say that UFOs are very, like, closely tied to what they call USOs, which is unidentified submerged objects. So... There's USOs? Yeah. All right. How is this in my 25 years of age? How did I never know that? (laughs) So there's there's so many people that say that that's all linked together. So who knows? Yeah, the aliens have actually just been underneath us the entire time. So they're not aliens. They're just that's where the reptilians are. Maybe we're the aliens. There's an underground Antarctic base that Albert Bender went to. So that's true. That's also where the uh, Nazis still are. That's also true. See, Mm -hmm. there's there has to be just a giant party going on up there. I do not want to be part of that party. <laughs> yeah, not great people. Yeah, going just there. Uh, am I right? I don't need. I don't need the answers. I don't want to party with Nazis. <laughs> I'm just and... go home. <laughs> I mean, if it's Atlantis, nah, still no. <laughs> and they found the Decepticons there. So where in Atlantis? Wasn't that the Decepticon that they found in the Transformer movie, or was it an Autobot? In Atlanta, I wouldn't doubt it. Do you no remember? matter what. Yeah, because Shia LaBeouf's like grandpa does like the. No, that Arctic was in Antarctica. Antarctica. Oh, yeah. okay. 
My we, bad. None of, it, none of it clicked until you said Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> like the least interesting, no offense Shia, but like there's Transformers. Like the least interesting part of that movie. And that's what made it click. Yeah. Like not even Megan oh. Fox. Oh, oh, Dude, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter posting like it was Megan Fox Day the other day, and I don't know what that's all about. I didn't know the that debut was a thing. Star or Transformers One. Does that I make sense? No idea. All I know is that I've also seen a bunch of like MGK. Hayden. I've seen a bunch of Hayden Christensen stuff on Twitter lately, and I'm I'm about that. Okay. I love it. Assuming love that, he actually is I'll coming fight back, everyone. For... I'll fight everyone. There's a lot of shit. Hayden Stan accounts on Twitter. It's kind Good. of awesome. He did not deserve that hate that he got. Star Wars fans need to chill. Okay, but if he comes back for real for this Obi Wan show, oh my god, absolutely I will weep. It's gonna be incredible. Real tears, absolutely. All right, I guess got one sentence here to finish this. <laughs> some up. some reason. We always get way off whenever, whenever you bring up I don't these know. Topics. Those are some good conversations. Well, yeah, I mean, we're just talking no, about I, I, like, I love it. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, it's just like we get into like deep space talk and yeah. all that stuff. Mm, yeah, not much uh, room to do that when I just talk about dogs for 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dogs are from <laughs> <I never> really, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of a You were trying to, to be it. nice. Well, but no, it was still a good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine you editing that, being like, "What the hell, Evan?" <laughs> in 2014, at least two passengers on a carnival cruise within their Bermuda Triangle said they saw a UFO. They were hammered. <laughs> I don't have that information. They had to have been hammered. <laughs> Who goes on a cruise and isn't hammered? UFO hammered or sober is a UFO. I guess. I mean, you're not wrong, actually. That's true. That is true. Because I could see a lot of things <laughs> if I'm hammered, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> What's that? Dude, that's literally like the flag on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> you could see a plane when you're hammered and be like, what is that? Uh, but they said they saw a UFO flying over them in the middle of the day. There is footage on the deep parts of the web of this said UFO. You're welcome to try and find it. You're not, it's not like a simple YouTube search. You'd have mm-hmm. to go looking for it, but uh, you know, some people think it's Photoshop. I thought you were about to say like, "There's there is fo- photo proof on their Kodak disposable camera that they got <laughs> developed at a Kmart." <laughs> <laughs> like your typical tourist, like yep. with like the the uh, Birkenstocks with the socks on underneath. Yes, and like so much sunscreen just on the nose. Yep, I can literally hear like the winding up of that camera right now. I think everyone listening to this can. I keep thinking of. Uh, the Scooby-Doo movie where they go into the Bermuda Triangle and I cannot think of the name of it to save my life. But I keep thinking of that every time like I envision people that are on these cruises. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Mm, probably, but it doesn't come to mind. Oh, man, I cannot think of what the name of it know. is. Wait, now, I'm just thinking, now I'm just thinking of the one where they're on a boat. Not, I'm on a boat. <laughs> not specifically that one, though. <laughs> I'm and on a Scooby boat. Scooby literally cuts a donut out oh, of the yes. fog. Oh, oh my goodness. And takes a bite. Yeah. Cartoons gave us such unrealistic expectations of so many things. <sighs> made life really exciting. They they made us think that quicksand was gonna be such a huge problem in our lives. <laughs> Just never run into it. Yeah, I've never uh, had to use my skills against uh, quicksand. Yet. Yeah. I'm very so. disappointed. But yeah, uh so another thing that I had heard was that there's like a lot of volcanic activity down like underneath where the Bermuda Triangle is, which causes a bunch of methane gas to get released. 
and that comes to the surface, which can cause like fireballs if it gets ignited. And so that could be another reason why Christopher Columbus said he saw like a fireball on his way to like the shore. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if there's fault lines or anything. Yeah, because I mean it's so deep. Like yeah. who knows what's really down there? Mm-hmm. And like the methane gas could also be a reason why it fluctuates like magnetic fields and stuff like that. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? But don't go there in December. Yeah, apparently Absolutely not. not. And do not, I repeat, do not carry a copy of Aquaman with you because that's just a death. You are asking, you will literally be grabbed into the ocean by Atlantean. Yeah, especially if you're in an unsinkable ship. Then it's just, <laughs> then it's lights out, people. Just go out there wearing a shirt that says, I am an unsinkable ship. Yeah. <laughs> just, just immediately. The name of the ship is like the SS. Eh, it's Ait. <laughs> I don't know if you'd ever go on a cruise anyway, but if you were about to get on, the guy's like, don't worry. This thing is never going down. Oh, you're never I'm, going on that I ship. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. It would take a, it would take the hand of God to sink this bad boy. Well, it's uh, going to turn around. Be nice, be nice knowing you guys enjoy your cruise. Yeah. I can think of a lot more realistic things that could sink the ship than that. Uh I love that it's the Bermuda Triangle though. It's, yeah, sweet and to the point. That's, it is that's very what I got much, for today. I think it's super interesting. Like it wasn't just sinking like rinky dink ships or planes. It was sinking like military vessels. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, five of them at yep, one point. Yep. All five, in one and go. then the rescue one also went missing. Can you imagine being like, like the rescue for the rescue? Like uh, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> just one that. and done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sad. There's also. Uh, uh, over by China and like the I think it's in the North China Sea there's another triangle called the uh, Devil's Triangle that's supposed to be like the uh, sister like portal area to the Bermuda Triangle that has a bunch of like really bad super storms and stuff so so you go into Bermuda and you come out over there I was there. just about yeah. to say wormhole there you go that's the way you get there yeah. it's a fast travel pass yeah. <laughs> like when you're playing a video game and you've visited somewhere before it's just fast Fast travel travel. (laughs) yeah Yeah, i don't know though it's weird it's weird yeah i mean obviously we start off with some pretty plausible explanations so i don't know i mean it probably is self-explanatory but that being said also probably those guys are probably chilling and they're vibing in atlantis right now they're just vibing (laughs) that's the ultimate goal so it'd be kind of funny if the wormhole took you to like the last place you want to be you know like i don't know (laughs) ohio (laughs) 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 <laughs> dang i didn't know we were dissing on ohio. Oh, i don't know yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of ohio hate out there i would have said like delaware indiana we're in delaware <laughs> yeah we're in delaware <laughs> indiana <laughs> wow yeah. gary indiana the butthole of america oh is that a thing yeah. ah. pretty much oh, <laughs> nothing really there i don't doubt it it's very boring to drive through dude illinois is trash to drive through Illinois is just kind of... Oh, wait, no, I can't uh, alienate our listeners. Nah, we can. Oh, yeah. Illinois kind of sucks. They know we're from Wisconsin, so... Yeah, the rivalry continues. Yeah. Even in history podcasts. Yep. It's historic in in and of itself, the rivalry. It'll never die. Mm -mm. Yeah, Evan, what are your thoughts? What do you think is going on over there? In in Illinois or the (laughs) Buhner? Either one. (laughs) Well, Illinois, they need to knock it off of the tolls, but... That, yeah, that's really the main beef. In the triangle, I do think, I mean, if we're putting our, you know, plausible thoughts hats on, it probably does have a lot to do with, like, the magnets, because it just makes sense with the clouds, like, why people are getting so lost. 
Wait, there's just huge magnets. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm thinking like the cartoon style yeah. ones, too, like yes. red with the gray on the ends. Like, and you can actually see the waves coming yeah. off of them. That's why Atlantis is so like advanced. They just figured out magnets first. No one knows how magnets work. It's just, they're so Ma- weird. Magnets, yeah, they make no sense. They literally, I, how do they work? I don't know. It just does. Literally so many things about our world just does not make sense. Yeah, scientists are just like, that's how it is. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> it do be like that, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, thank you, Einstein. <laughs> no, I got to say this, too. As For as much as we were joking before about we saw this stuff growing up as kids, you read books, and like, ah, oh, the real world's not as exciting. I do feel like the minute there's kind of a mind-trippy thing, oftentimes we're quick to just be like, oh, it's just the way it is. Like, so we, I feel like we're so accepting yep. of anything oh, yeah. that is cool already that we're like, wow, this world's pretty lame. <laughs> like, because we're just so quick to be like, I don't know. That's very Whatever. True. Especially with all of our access to, like, we have supercomputers in our pockets. It's like, yeah, nothing really surprises and, me. And I'm not saying all, I wouldn't be freaking out if I saw, like, a UFO. But I feel like the older I get, the more I'd be like, no way. Was that what I saw? And then I'd be like, kind of moving That's on. Why I think, like, if aliens do come to visit, it's going to be super anticlimactic because people are, like, expecting it for so long. Yeah. And when it actually happens, they're just going to be, oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Back to life. As long as they're not like the aliens in Invincible. Yeah. We don't need that. Absolutely not. Have you watched Invincible yet, Mark? No. Is that the one where the dog dies? No. What? Oh. <laughs> that's uh, that's the Will Smith movie. Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh my. No. No. <laughs> definitely not. I was like, I didn't. I thought that was a a, a zombie movie. No, like, no, 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 no. It was aliens. In the uh, the Amazon oh, Prime yeah. cartoon. I will watch mm. it. I've heard only phenomenal. Have things. you finished it, Evan? Oh, that was like the easiest watch oh, of all time, dude. It's so good. It's only like eight apps, right? Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. Something. They like that. are forty minute episodes, but I it's mean, okay. that's just all me and the Zooksters did 100% last weekend. Hundred percent worth the watch. All right. Excited. Yeah. If you got Amazon Prime Video and you want like a good comic story, it's a little more graphic than your normal like Batman or Superman, but it is super good. The story is very good, and the characters are well rounded and stuff. Yeah. It's great. It's really good. The well, soundtrack's good. Oh, soundtrack is phenomenal, and the mm-hmm. voice acting is super good. They got uh, better than yours. They got Steve. Well, what's the that guy Be- from not better than mine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, better than mine. For yeah, sure. pilot in distress. I'm like, <clears throat> he just yeah, read it like Evan. I can't find West. Everything is wrong. I can't <laughs> sure of any direction. I couldn't tell if he was uh, in distress or he's just reading off the same presentation he gave for his book fair thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you present in school, but yeah. it's like you're just reading from. So the page. he uh, went around Everything. Africa and he uh, freed some slaves. <laughs> yeah. That's that's about it. <laughs> Uh, oh man, everything looks strange. Even you didn't read the book, did you? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but like the uh, the guy that plays, I think his name's Glenn in The Walking Dead. Glenn. He he's a voice actor for the main character in oh, Invincible, okay. and Mark Hamill is a voice actor in it and stuff. So they got some big names. Who does Mark Hamill play? He's the uh, guy who does all of the superhero suits. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's pretty Herschel awesome. or something. Yeah, it's a studded cast. But. Welcome to the the comic book hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just nerding podcast. out now. Well, what do you think, Mark? What's your final thoughts on it overall? <clears throat> do you need, do you need to log back into Buzz BuzzFeed Unsolved to get your... No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, what do I really think? Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of talked about uh, Magnetic North and True North kind of lining up. So I really think that's mainly what's going on there, but... Uh, it's fun to imagine. 
I I would like to think that there's something crazier, like a wormhole. Actually, I don't know. That'd be pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah. But it is weird, though, that like all of these people disappear and never pop up again. And they oftentimes mm-hmm. don't find any of the wreckage or anything, really. I mean, we talked about one life vest from one incident showing up on shore much later. But... That's so eerie, too. Can yeah. you imagine being the person to find that like five years afterward? Like, honestly pretty disgusting i was thinking like maybe someone was in that life vest at one point like trying to hold on and like that just makes uh, that that does make that it. makes it so much worse yeah and you might be like well wouldn't he be in anymore well if you know much about dead people at sea things are gonna take him out of that life vest so yeah, yeah it's pretty terrible but yeah it- honestly screw the sea i'm staying in the land <laughs> i'm only going to freshwater lakes and somewhere where i know how deep the bottom is right yeah i'm actually only doing pools this summer strictly a pool guy just little streams actually yes just uh running through the garden hose <laughs> the, oh, the sprinklers, sprinklers the sprinkler, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, even uh, then there's still like a crack I'm like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but there's also isn't this like also a theory that we're uh amelia Earhart disappeared is in the bermuda triangle that she became a victim of it or something like that i don't know if you saw anything about that no not specifically about her in the bermuda actually crazy enough i was researching that as potentially doing a topic about amelia during the because it's kind of interesting even people anyway long story short a lot of people think that she actually got close to her destination and then right when they were supposed to land at their next stop uh they got lost and they actually landed on the wrong island and people have claimed to find, like, on this other island that's uninhabited, things of someone who, like, would have wrecked there. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you heard much about yeah. that. but She was eaten by crabs. Yeah, some people say that. <laughs> I've I, also, uh, in one of the books I read, I think it's, like, the top whatever conspiracies, that she was actually a spy for the U.S. government taking pictures of uh, um, foreign bases like Japan, like, because she sailed through all those, like, islands. So she was just taking pictures. Could be under know. the uh, guise or the disguise of uh, just sailing across the world, sailing, flying across the world. <laughs> My airtight theory is that the U.S. government put her on ice so that she could fly one of the planes on 9-11, and she was oh. a sleeper spy. Wow. That hmm. is dark and wild. It's 100% not based on any facts. I I feel like <laughs> that, that's one of the rare things we can confirm. I'm but, sure if I if I, if I got a room of people together and talked well enough, they you, might buy it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the amount of times that you've gotten me on this <laughs> podcast, you're not wrong. Obviously, I don't believe it at all. Some people say that she did land and then bailed on the mission and then blended in with society thereafter. Well, there's people that have that supposed photo of her on a dock in like China yeah. and stuff like that, but it's like the blurriest picture known yeah. to man. No way that anyone could identify her from that, but yeah. Yeah, that was a fun topic. I love yeah. the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're coming back with another kooky do episode next week for oh. our group topic. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I was like, you're just calling your shop then, and I, <laughs> I always forget about the group ones. Yep, we're doing a group one next week, so th- I think it'll be a fun one, because it's a pretty interesting topic that has a lot to uh, say, but also not a lot to say at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, if it's what I think you're going with, it'll be a lot more, I think, discussion amongst us more than it is, like, 
anything else. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot more theoreticals than factual stuff for the most part. So, you know, the last 15 minutes of this episode, get ready for an entire two hours, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So we will be back with that next week. But until then, if you want to plug our socials real quick, Ev. Well, before we do that, I just reminded everyone listening, uh, we do have shirts. The shirt orders. So if you guys remember, we were talking about doing a charity event, which is for sure a go. Um, We're planning on doing a mini bar crawl um, in the Germantown slash Menominee Falls, uh, Wisconsin area. Um, Just a way to get together. And we are going to be not, well, we're going to be selling, but all the, we're going to be selling t-shirts, but all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds will be going to the Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, located in Milwaukee. Um, Our group goal is to raise roughly $1,000. Which I know isn't a lot, considering a lot of kids need help, but it's what we can do with yeah. our small platform. So that's what we want to do. So if you're interested, please, please, please DM or text. If you have our numbers, get in touch with us. Um, any of our social media accounts, Gems of History on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can find me at whatevskis, at Jacob. Jacobs is at Shop and Go. And then Mark is at Mark underscore Stein B. Yep. Wow, you're on good. Twitter. Um, so please, 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 please reach out. We're trying to uh, raise some money for a great cause. And it's also, Jacob, I'm not sure if you're going to mention this. It's our way of just kind of giving back to celebrate 1,000 listens to the Gems of History Officially podcast. Hit it. Pretty sweet. Hit the mark. So thank you all for that. It it's is been great. insane. You have to put in some like huge celebratory music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just blow into the microphone. <laughs> 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 But yeah, for uh, the shirts, I think our plan right now is that if you guys follow the link that we post on our social medias for our GoFundMe that we set up, if you follow that link, donate $20 or more and screenshot that you submitted your donation and send it to one of us or email it to us at gemsofhistorypodcast at gmail.com or message us on our socials like Evan mentioned. Just send us a screenshot some way or another to show that you did donate the appropriate amount. And if you are out of state and not coming to the bar crawl and need it to be shipped to you, send your uh, address in that email or message, whatever you do, so that we can get you your shirt. And we will do it that way just to make things a little more streamlined and everything will go directly to the GoFundMe so that you know that the money is going to the right cause. Mm -hmm. So think that's the plan so we will post that link again on our socials follow that link then you can donate there and i hope you guys give some money so that we can get you a shirt and you can help out a good cause yeah and i don't believe we said the date we are aiming for june 19th i think that is the plan the 19th is a saturday yes yep saturday Saturday, june 19th uh, probably late afternoon yeah so we will post more details once we solidify those and Mm -hmm. Until then, yeah, just get your donations started, and we will start getting those shirts flowing. And then once we get them all made up and ready to go, we will ship them out as soon as possible, and you guys can get your merch. And this, I'm definitely spitballing here, so whoever donates the most can pick a topic that I will do, or a group topic, for the Gems of History. So if you, whoever donates the most money to the cause... um, 
you can definitely buy an episode. Let's say, like yeah, that. I, you can. A good idea. You can buy my opinions. Wow. <laughs> you can buy us talking about something yeah. that we know probably little about. Man, I just hate when people sell out. Except for once for charity, then I'm all about there you it. Go. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that's awesome. Yep. So uh, we could definitely, if you have a group topic you want us to do, we could definitely do that. So mm-hmm. the race is on, people. Get yeah. get to it. But yeah, we're super excited about that. And just the fact that we're actually going to be making merch for this show that we thought was just going to be something to do for fun Mm -hmm. is kind of awesome. And the fact that we can use it to support a good cause is really cool. So thank you guys for listening. It, It really does mean a lot to us. And that thousand, that thousand listener mark was something we were looking for since the start. And the fact that we actually hit it and we hit it this quickly is kind of insane. So, <clears throat> don't call us Dogecoin because we're not stopping till we get to the moon. <laughs> and the inevitable crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we will be back next week with another group topic. Until then, go follow us on our socials, send us some emails if you guys donate, and all that good stuff. But hope you guys all have a good week, and we will talk to you next time. Yep, we appreciate you all. See ya. See ya.